Father's house, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. I'm going to talk to you today about how thirsty are you. As we look in the Word of God and we see... I want us to understand some things about thirst. I want us to understand some things that we need to look at and really get in our spirits. Thirst is a natural thing for each and every one of us. Maybe some of you here while you were at church tonight have experienced the feel of thirst saying, man, I could use a drink of water. You may have felt that. It's a normal everyday experience. Every day we will experience this thing called thirst. We deal with the same as we deal with hunger, but thirst is a little more uh, penetrating. We can fill up a little bit and we can hold off a pretty good while. I mean, I've got reserves, amen. I can make it for a day anyways. I can hunt all day. My wife says, I don't know how you can go all, all day and not eat. Well, I got reserves, amen. But I can't go all day without drinking. How many say amen? My thirst thing, I, I won't go a few hours and I'll be looking for some water. I'll be looking for something to drink. So thirsting is a normal, everyday experience for the human being. But also as we thirst, the Bible spends a lot of time talking about thirsting. It says also that our spirit, we should thirst. See, the same way the fleshly man deals with this, there's a spiritual man that needs to be fed and needs to be watered. How many say amen? amen? And we don't think a whole lot about him. We don't spend a lot of time about her. We don't spend a lot of time thinking about our, is our spirit thirsty? And what happens is that a lot of times while we are just going through life, good Christian folks living for God, not doing anything bad, not going out blatantly sinning, but our flesh is being satisfied and it's easy for us to allow our flesh then to dictate our moves. It makes it easy for us to sit back and say, you know what? I'm tired on Wednesday night. I've, I'm going to church. I'm paying my tithes. I'm a good person. But I believe I'll stay home and rest. The Lord will understand I need a little extra rest for my body. If we're not careful, we will allow that to get into us and we'll find that we're trying to evaluate ourselves as whether we are a, a good Christian or a bad Christian. How many realize is good and bad ain't got nothing to do with serving God? Because I promise you, as long as you serve the Lord, you're going to do some good things. And as long as you serve the Lord, you're going to do some bad things. How many say amen? You're going to have times you're going to have to say, I shouldn't have said that. How many say amen? You're going to have times you're going to have to say, I shouldn't have thought that. That is a, this isn't an issue of good and bad. We're going to deal with good and bad. The Bible says we are changed from corruptible to incorruptible when we leave here and go to be with him. So we're going to deal with that, but it's not about that. It's about whether we're thirsting and are we hungry after the will of God in our lives. See, when we lose that spiritual thirst and hunger, we get in trouble. Turn with me to Matthew, if you will, stand for me the reading of the word. I'm just going to read one scripture here, but I want us to take this and get this in our spirit. It's Matthew 5 and 6 and it's out of the Beatitudes and it's very familiar scripture but I'm, I'm going to build my whole message off of this and it says blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be 
filled. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to minister your gospel. Father, we ask you right now, Lord, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you in a backsliding condition, that Father, they'll make things right with you tonight. Father, if there's someone here needing filled with the Holy Ghost, that they will not leave these doors without being filled with your mighty Holy Spirit. Father, we ask you if there's a healing to be taking place in here. Lord, let it come forth, Lord, and manifest itself in our presence here, God. We're going to give you all the praise and the glory and honor, Father, for you alone are worthy to be praised. We're going to magnify you and lift you up in this house. We ask this in your precious holy name, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. The message says it's this way. He says, you're blessed when you work up a good appetite for God. How many say amen? There's many of us that are dealing in this time and era that we're living in, and we're starting to set focus on what the world is doing. With all the things right now, many Christians are up in upheaval over the bathroom issue of whether men and women are going to go be able to go to each other's bathrooms. And how many realize that that's plum foolishness? I don't even know why we're talking about it. I mean, I mean, I'm being honest, but we're talking about that. Last June, we dealt with the legalities of gay marriage, and that was something I never thought we would see, not in this near future. But we're dealing with so many social issues that the church is trying to get up and play rebound to these social issues. How many realize the devil's going to do what the devil's going to do? How many realize it's going to get worse? It's not going to get better as far as morally and socially in the world. We are not here to change the world, to make the world a place where it's going to be all hunky-dory. What we are here to do is preach the truth to a lost and dying world that they can prepare themselves for the return of the Lord. How many say amen? This is not about making everything cheerio down here. It's about getting people ready to meet God. And see, it's, this is the thing that we're having a problem with is that we are focusing too much of our attention on trying to maybe motivate people and trying to change their thinking. And what we need to do is center on changing their hearts. How many say amen? What happens in this is we see here that thirsting is one of those situations that really is important to each and every one of us. I don't know about you, but there has been times when I've got thirsty enough that I'll tell you what, I've been in the mountains where I have got down and I have drunk out of the creek. How many say amen? Now, you may not be country enough to do that, but I am. How many say amen? I won't tell you, them cooties won't kill you. You get thirsty enough, you'll get down and you'll lay down and get you a drink of water. If you get thir when you get thirsty, it will motivate you. It will drive you. You'll say, I gotta have this. And what is happening is we as the church need to get thirsty again about the Spirit of God. If we came in here, many of us cannot sit in church during the preaching. If a thirst comes on us, we'll think about that water fountain out in the hallway. It will sit there and torment us to go get one of them little cone cups and get our four ounces because we say we can't make it through 30 more minutes of preaching. I got to have that water. But we come to church and we're standing in need. And if we had that kind of thirst saying, Lord, I need I need you to move right now in my presence. I need you to move in my life. I want to tell you, the ones that hunger and thirst after righteousness, it's not maybe, it's not mine. They get filled. Oh, help me preach in this house. Each and every one of us are unique human beings. There's been 106 billion people put on this earth since the beginning of this thing. That is 106 billion different sets of fingerprints. Tell me our God ain't awesome. Come on, come on. 
this ain't you. Everybody sat here, and I want to tell you, you don't realize how important and unique you are. And you don't realize that one is not more important than the other. We've turned church in to we've made it like this. We're in categories. There are the super spiritual people, and then there's the so-so spiritual people, and then there's the people that just are good people come to church, and then we got them ones that seems like they struggle all the time, can't keep them in. They in and out, in and out, in and out. How many know what I'm talking about? But let me tell you how God looks at us. He looks at us through the blood and says, all I see is sin and all this affliction. But when I look through the blood, all I see that you've been washed whiter than snow. He doesn't see my faults. He don't see my intellect. He don't see my college degree. All he sees is my soul needing him to redeem me from my sin. We're in a place, we're in a time. Water is so important to us, it's unbelievable. We really can't realize how important water is. The human body is two-thirds water. Man, I got to be about 55 gallon then. <laughs> I was thinking, I studied that today. I said, son, you a lot of water. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The body absorbs cold water faster than it does hot water. Do you know that? By the time you're 70 years old, dig this, I love this one. By the time you're 70 years old, you have re- will have required one and a half million gallons of water. Jeez, oh, Pete. That's a lot of water. That hurt my feelings right there, bro. I tell you. Jeez, oh, Pete. Study shows that increasing water consumption can decrease fat deposits. Water is a natural appetite suppressant. You can tell I don't drink much water, can't you? <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. I didn't want to shock you all or nothing. I want nobody to be upset or nothing like that. This is one of the important things. If you lose 2% of your body's water supply, now that ain't us that's carrying a little extra water like me. This is your natural body. If you lose, listen to this. of your natural water production out of your body, your energy level will decrease by 20%. Wow. Wow. A 10% decrease in water, you'll be unable to walk. And 20% decrease, you're dead. Are you half full? Or half empty? How many of you heard that? Half full, half empty? We better get our minds right, church. We better get our minds right. We're walking around like we just, as long as we come, listen, we're living in a day and time that we feel like that if we make it to church, we pay tithes occasionally, and we just do the best we we think we can do, everything's gonna be all right. I don't think the Lord is gauging us the same way we're gauging ourselves. How many say amen? We're all standing up, and we're jumping up and down hollering, we want revival. How thirsty are you? Everybody wants to move a God. How thirsty are you? That's the question of the hour. Isaiah 44 and 3 says this, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on dry ground. I will pour out my spirit, uh, your offspring, and my blessing on your descendants. I love the message. For I'll pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on dry ground. How many is ready for a flood on some of your dry area? Oh, come on, somebody help me preach. 
don't want no little rain. I need some floods and some areas of my life. How many say amen? He says, I'll, listen to this. I'll pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offspring. How many of y'all got any wayward children? Y'all got any children kind of make you get goofy every once in a while? I want to tell you, God wants to bless your children. We need to quit letting the devil tell us what he's going to do to our kids. And we need to start telling him and say, let me tell you what you're not going to do to my children. How many say amen? We're in a place and a time where thirsting is very important to us. But see, we're getting to a place where here's where we're at. I think we're in this mode of some of us are slightly thirsty. It's like when you realize you've had a drink and you had one since your lunch, but you think, well, I can make it to five o'clock. I don't want to mess my dinner up. I think in the church world, it's like us coming to church. Well, you know, I'm, I'm coming to church and I feel the presence of the Lord. And Man, this worship team did not do good. I love worship. But brother, but your pastor asked me, said, said, Brother Bo, do you need to go downstairs? Get, get along with the Lord. I said, man, I got to be in worship. Yeah. I said, I have to be in worship before I preach. I have to be in worship. I, I should be studied up by the time I get here. I got to be. I got to be in the presence of the Lord. I, I want to feel the presence of the Lord. I know some men do that. That's fine. But I got to be in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. I got to hear what's going on. And man, I felt, how many, we come in here, oh, the worship's good. It was so good. I love Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I hope that fluffy preacher don't go too long. <laughs> I'll be all right. I praise God. I think some of us are slightly thirsty. Oh, if the Lord moves, we leave. We're the first one on Facebook. Oh, what a move for God. You didn't come out of the fifth row. You sat there the whole time, clapped three times. But it, oh, my Lord, what a move. Lord God showed up. How many say amen? Maybe you're in the mode of you're pretty thirsty. That's when you're working out in the hot sun. It's a humid day. You drink all your water out of your jug. You drunk all your tea. You run out. And it's two hours to noon to get back to the dinner bucket. You're thinking, man, I probably ought to quit what I'm doing right now because I'm really thirsty. I could run back right now. It'll only take me about 20, 30 minutes before I can give me a drink. I could run in the church world. Well, you know what? I'm ready. Pastor, give me something to do. I'll teach anything you give me. I'll do nursery. I'll do toddler duty. I'll teach the children. Give me a job. I'm ready. Praise God. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. All right. I'm going to let you teach the kids on Wednesday night. They come the first Wednesday. Pretty good. Next Wednesday, they're calling. Hey, Pastor, could you get somebody to sub for me? Come on. I got my, my kids. My kids got homework tonight. You know, one of them's got the sniffles. How many say amen? Now, don't get me wrong. Don't bring this with strip throat and flu bug. We don't need no more cooties in the church. I ain't talking about that, but I'm talking about if they got a little sniffle, they say my little toe hurts, y'all bring them to church. How many say amen? amen. But you, 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 you slightly, it's all of a sudden, well, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to, but when it starts getting a little uncomfortable and inconvenient, all of a sudden, ministry is not important to you. You really wasn't as thirsty as you really thought you was. And if you was thirsty, you thought, I can just walk away from this right now. Lord understands, I got my life. I got things going on in my life. My kids' ball games and stuff. The Lord understands my life. You might be slightly thirsty. How many say amen? 
You know what slightly thirsty is? 70% of the church we're living in today. They're the ones that they're up here and they're praying. They ain't the fifth row back. They're up here and they're rubbing the back. You hit, well, I'm, I'm gonna give you a little Pentecost stuff. We don't do much of that now. Everybody falling out of stuff. But used to, when we was growing up, we had some sisters, man. You, you, had no, you, had no, you had no chance. You had to pray through, didn't, didn't you guys? I mean, you didn't get up. You, you, our kids come out, they pray 10 minutes, you know, and they cry a little bit and they get up. Uh-uh. You, you, you have a few sisters, they circling around you, man. And they be, they be praying on your head and you start to move and they go like, put it on your shoulders like, you ain't done yet, son. How <laughs> I many you know what I'm talking about? You, you, you don't understand. You start, you gotta be crying. You lift that head up and they start rubbing the back of your head. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. They, they wasn't done. They know what the Holy Ghost was. They's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you ain't got through the pay dirt now. Now we get them to the altar. If they pray 10 minutes, we're pretty happy. But you might be some of them that's coming up and you're getting a little prayer for and you cry your tears. We have testimony. Man, you ready to go whoop the devil's for God? I praise God. I felt the power of God tonight in 15 minutes. I feel it. I feel it. You might be slightly thirsty. You'll go home and tell about how God has moved in your life. And the next day you get to work and you chew the first person's head off that you come to. Boy, that'll preach, won't it? You might be slightly thirsty. That could happen, you know. Being slightly thirsty could happen to you. But then there's those folks that are desperately thirsty. These are the ones that your thirst is so overpowering that you can't swallow. You've got dry. These people are really needing to drink real bad. But on the spiritual sense, these are the ones that are saying, I ain't gonna stop till I get my breakthrough. See, we, we've come up with these new catchphrases. Let me tell you why. I wish we'd go back to some of the old ones. I, I, I'm, all, I'm all into this, man. I'm, I love all these new catchphrases. But I wish we'd get back to the, some old ones like praying through. How many say Amen. I would, I'd like to be you guys get back some old stand that boys that we ain't gonna give up till we get through. How many say amen? Not this little bit dab do you? But when you get really drastically, dangerously thirsty, when you come to that place where you go, man, I have got to have a movie. What we are living in today, we are so blessed in America. It doesn't matter what happens. We've got a way out some way. If we can't, we'll go borrow a way out. That's why we're in the shape we're in. It doesn't matter what happens. We don't have a way out. We go to the doctor. He'll give us another pill. There's always seemed to be. Nobody is getting so desperate that they say, I'm not going to let go of the horns of the altar until I hear from heaven. You're not gonna, I'm not going to give up on my babies. Drugs, you can't have my children. I'm not letting go till I hear from the throne room. If we start getting desperate, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they get filled. There's a lot of people in this hour that are thirsty. The world's full of them. That's why they're turning to this craziness that we're getting, guys. Listen, when you don't give the world God they will try to fill that thirst with something else. It's a natural. How many realizes you have a natural thirst inside of you to seek after God? You have natural. I don't care how big of a devil you are. When I was a sinner, I was a sinner. But I still had that thing that kept wanting me to long me back to God. At 15 years old, I gave way to it. I still, even when I was drinking, doing my stupid stuff at 15 years old, the Lord was still saying, here, son, I got something better for you. 
I got a plan for you. It's not this, son. You don't have to fall under the curse of your daddy. You don't have to be an alcoholic. I'm, I'm, I'm calling you, son. But I had to get desperate. How many say amen? What's wrong with this generation is, why do we desperate? We walk around with computers on our sides. We have air conditions in most of our cars. We have backup horns. They even tell us we're going to hear something anymore. Most of them got cameras in them. We got internet. We can do. We can surf. We can do whatever we want to do. At home, it's anything that you want to do. We have all the access. We have microwaves to cook our food in one minute. We don't have to really stand up and cook anymore. Lazies don't have to do nothing, man. You guys got it made sometimes. If you want to come in, throw something in the freezer, go out and throw it in there, make it ready, supper ready, boom, bam. There it is. We got it good. We get tired. We get sick. We just go to the doctor. Don't act like it. We got, we got, we got a doctor behind. Bless his little heart in Harlem. You can go for $25. He'll give you a pill. give you a shot, whatever you need. It ain't bad in here in America. We're so spoiled. We come to church. We sit in good seats. We live in an air-conditioned building. We got good PA. We got good worship. We come in and we are just so comfortable. But is anybody in here desperately thirsty? Anybody come in here with a need, overwhelmment, come in so that it's down here in your throat. You can't get it up, you can't get it down. And nothing in the world is helping it. You can't get a medical fix for it. You can't get any counseling fix for it. There's nothing helping you. There's nothing taking place of it. There's nothing gonna fix it. But there's one thing. There's one thing. All you gotta do is turn that around and change this carnal thirst to a spiritual Look at your neighbor and say, man, you need to get spiritually thirsty. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Now we're on something now. We just got it. Y'all said it. I heard you. You said you need to get spiritually thirsty. Psalms 42 is one of my favorite scriptures. Verse one says, as the deer pant toward the water brook, so my soul longeth after thee. I want to tell you right now, listen to me, guys. That building over there will not hold what God wants to do for you. You'll be to two services very quickly if you'll do this one simple thing. Get thirsty. This ain't about, don't worry about how many church, listen, a 490 plus churches in Harlan County. Guess what? There's about 32,000 people going, it lives in Harlan County and there probably isn't six to 7,000 attending on church. Do you think there's plenty of lost people out there? I guarantee it's the same in Bell County. How many say amen? There ain't nobody bubbling over. I don't see nobody trying to beat down the door to get into churches on Sunday morning. Is that the devil's fault? Oh, yeah, man. The devil's got people's minds on bound up, man. They can't do nothing. That's what people, I hear people say that. It makes me so mad. I'd want to reach out and touch them. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, it gets me upset. When I hear people start bragging on, oh, yeah, the devil, man, he's so powerful. I'll tell you who's powerful. Jesus is powerful. I think sometimes we have services and all we do is we come in and speak his name. I think we need to open the doors of our churches. I don't think we need to sing, do no music and I think we need to stand in here and go, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
Every devil in hell, listen, I'll tell you what, he ain't impressed that this fluffy preacher's here preaching, but I want to tell you, he knows who I serve. When I begin to declare that I'm a servant of Jesus, the demons here in this community, they take note, they say, we know who he is. Where are we at today? We need to get thirsty, people. We need to get thirsty. John 6, 35 said this. I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and who believes in me shall never thirst. Never thirst. Everybody quotes that and goes, well, see, he says we believe in the Lord. You ought to study that in the Greek. I always tell people to Google it because nobody got no study books, no strongs no more. Everybody's the internet generation. Well, Google it, would you please? Just go home and Google it. You need to understand what he's saying with that. Believes is. It's more, listen, believing is more than just saying. There's people say they believe something and then don't really believe it. There's people who come up here, let me tell you why. There's people right now, you can bring somebody up here with cancer and they get healed tonight and there will be some people leave here saying, well, I believe it, but deep inside go, I don't know, we'll wait and check it out for about two weeks. Let's see what happens. They don't believe. When you believe, you release your ability to reason and put it into faith action. You act like, well, sin's believing. No, it ain't. Believing's believing. I ain't never seen Jesus, but I know he's real. It ain't got nothing to do with seeing him. It's got to do with believing. Believing will take you from one more. Listen, if you're thirsty, how many of y'all got, how many of y'all got city water, got, a, got, got faucets in your house? Y'all, y'all, y'all got faucets, ain't you? How many of y'all go to the faucet and when you walk to it, do you ever think for one moment when you flip that dude on that there ain't gonna be water come out of it? You believe it. You're going, going, when I flip this on, it's gonna be water. Now, if you lived in the mountains with us before city water come through, you didn't know whether it was gonna be red or orange, but you knew water was gonna come out. Let me say amen. Can I get a witness in the house? Couldn't wash whites at my house, buddy. They'd be orange. Somebody help me preach in here. But you still believed the water was going to come, didn't you? What if you came to church and respected the house of God? Man, I'm about to preach in here if you'll listen to me. If you'd respect the house of God, like you got faith in that faucet in your kitchen. What if you come in here and you go, I got a need? but I know where the water's flowing at. Wait a minute, let me take another step further. What if you wake up in the morning and you say, I know where the water, let me tell you something. It's wood, staple, and you bought, guys built a beautiful building over there. I don't care nothing about that metal building. He care about the people you're going to put in that building. He don't care nothing about that building. Everybody gets excited about buildings. Buildings, I'll tell you what Jesus is going to do with these buildings. He's going to burn them up. We're wet and sweating, raising hot dog sales, doing everything we can to build them. He's going, that's my comedy hour right there, boys. I'm going to toast them. Had a preach, will it not? Had a preach, he said that's the truth. He's worried about the people we're going to put over there. Listen, I want to tell you something. Out of our bellies will flow what? What? I ain't talking about a sprinkler. I ain't talking about a false food. I'm talking about a river. You have no idea what you just said when you're like, everybody say out of our bellies will flow what? Rivers? 
Say it again. Rivers? Do you know what the most powerful force in the world is? Water. You didn't hear a word. Two or three of you. God, I'm glad. I don't feel so bad graduating Cambridge High School barely. I feel better. Water is the most if water's going to come out of you, and I could spend 30 minutes here, guys, talking about what the Bible says about water. I could give you from Old Testament to New Testament about what he talks about it being salvation, about it bringing healing, about it being for the washing of our, our souls and our spirit. I could talk about the Holy Spirit. I could talk to you about water's a powerful thing. God used it because it's so powerful. So it ain't just coming out of you to go, oh, look at the pretty fountain. Come preach, Odie. Out of your bellies will flow rivers. I don't know about you if you get this or not. Jesus is not just saying, oh, pretty, it's going to come out and everybody's going to be. It may come out and whoop some devils. Uh-oh. That water may come out. Let me tell you why. It'll bring life to the desert. Come on. But it also bring destruction. Why y'all look at me like that? Take it up with Pharaoh. Ask him about what water will do to you. Yeah. Right. Oh, they went through. I guess I'll go too, dummy. Yeah, come on. It was a way of escape for the children of Israel, but it was the destruction of his enemies. I'm going to tell you, the same way this water will bring life to you, it'll destroy your enemies. How? Cannabis will die my me preach in this house. Oh! Woo! Woo! Help us, Lord. John 7, 37 through 39 says, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit. Everybody say spirit. spirit. You didn't, oh man. We ain't, listen guys. Our greatest ally is the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you I want to dance and I want to shout. And I want to speak in tongues because I'm Pentecostal from the top of my heads to the sole of my feet. You come to my church, we've got a section. There's a whole section of ladies to the left. They stretch to get ready for worship in the morning. <laughs> Don't want to be laughing at me. They're getting a little older. They got to work the kinks out. Come on, help me preach. We ain't as young as we used to be. Amen. Ain't that right, sisters? Come on, help me preach in here. I you, ain't, you, you come too long if you think when I say stuff like that, I'm getting saying You don't want, but I know one thing. I've been raised in this enough to know. I do know what the power of the Holy Ghost is too. And what we need is we need the power of the Holy This generation of young people, they need to see the manifested glory of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about that that lays you down, that you don't got to run out of church in an hour and a half. That all oh, you got to, people are lingering. They don't want to leave. How many say amen? amen? Oh, but I got to work. Work will be all right. I'll tell you what. They ain't nothing like working after a good Holy Ghost buzz. Come on, say amen. amen. I don't go in there. I've never really come out of church, man, after 12, 1 o'clock, go to church and work the next day going, man, I'm barely going to make it. I'm be like, man, let me tell you. 
what the Lord has done. We forget about that. You know why? We're not desperately thirsty for the Lord anymore. Let me go on. I'm trying not to hold you too long, guys. Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says this. Asking it will be given to you. Seeking you will find. Knocking it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now, let me put that in redneck terms. Let's just put that, I'm a simple-minded person. My wife is a master's degree, kind of really educated lady, and she corrects me in my spelling and my Facebook posts. If you see anything I post that looks really stupid with play, you know, explanation points and things in the wrong place, it's because she has not proofread it yet. <laughs> Can't run from it. It's the truth, but I do the best I can. Amen? But here's the deal, guys. Let me put this in redneck terms. When you stand at the door and knock, now let me... Speak to you a little about, uh, about that knocking at the door. Biblical times, this road ain't doors like we had here, okay? To knock at the door, what it was, you had to come and you literally, you presented yourself who you was. People didn't just go. You'd say, hey, there may be a bell there to ring or a tassel or the pool, but you didn't knock like we knocked. But then you'd have to declare who you was. They didn't just come to the door and say, hey, bro, what's up? Good to see you. You declare, this is brother so-and-so. And you'd declare, I'd like to see the master of the house. I'd like to see brother so-and-so. And the purpose for your visit. Uh-oh. 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 So when I go to the Lord, I need to be knocked. How I knock is I get on my face before him. And the first thing, we spend so much time, we spend so much time, we don't ever recognize who the king and who God is in our life. We go, oh God, help me, Lord, help me, Jesus. He knows you need help before you ever ask. Wouldn't it be better to address the Lord the right way? Because here, if you don't address, if you didn't address the visiting house the way you're supposed to, the door would never be open to you. I could take you to the Lord's Prayer and tell you how to start it, but I don't want to preach all that time. I wonder what happened if we came into church. The first thing we did is start recognizing Master, we welcome you. Lord, we, we welcome you in this place. Lord, we honor, before we ever start asking and wanting to speak anything about it here, how many realize that if you come in sick, listen, it ain't gonna change nothing. You can hold to ask for a request until you recognize who God is. How many say amen? What if you come in and we start the first 15 minutes of our service and all we do is start loving on God? We just start telling him how good he is. We start saying how wonderful he is. You know, old timers, what they do, they'd start with prayer and that's good, but that was only a small part of it. I don't, I'm not against praying. You should pray for church. You got people praying for church. Amen. But wonder what would happen instead of the cordial, everything. It's all right to say, welcome you here, but now we're going to recognize the Lord. If it takes three or four minutes, but you just, Lord, we welcome you in this place. We are setting the atmosphere because what's going to happen then as we get ready, we're wanting the door to be open. See, you got to understand what's taking place here. You got to understand what took place at the veil. A lot of people just go, that was the separation, see, between the, the, the Lord, you know, the Holy Spirit, the Lord, and us that we could enter in. They don't understand what was happening there. What happened there, when he said it was finished, that was when right then, you don't understand. It wasn't, guys, it was finished. He was, listen, he went from lamb to king in a split second. From there, then all heaven 
recognized. And what happened was said, now you have made a way for those that are sinners and ungodly and unrighteous. The Bible said, you have opened the door that no man can close. And he tore the veil open that now I can enter in. Somebody help me in this house. You better knock on that door, but you better answer. Listen, you better go in with a receptive spirit. And let me tell you what that is. That's a humble spirit. That's a thirsty spirit. Thirst will bring two things into you. How many realizes that I don't care what it is, if you get thirsty enough, if you're standing by somebody that you don't like and they got an extra bottle of water, <laughs> come on, help me preach in here. You'd be like, you don't need that water, do you? <laughs> you ain't thinking about, you know, I don't like you and I don't like your hair. I don't like the way you walk. I don't like the way you talk. You didn't think about that anymore. You're thirsty. You're going, I'll be humble, man. I want that water. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if we get thirsty. I'll tell you what it is. We'll start getting humble. We won't be, well, you know, this so-and-so didn't talk to me at church. Do you notice they wasn't friendly to me tonight? Have you ever thought about that people's got problems? You, yeah. we so goofy. Do you think everybody's going to come in doing cartwheels every night at church and run over and grab you around the neck and say, I'm so glad to see you. Sometimes they're going to be like, I'm just barely made it. I got here. And you'll look and go, well, they're mad at me. That's the devil. But see, if you're thirsty, you wouldn't think that way. You'd be saying, Lord, bless my sister. Bless my brother. See, thirsty people get humble. Because you know what? Thirsty people are desperate people. Desperate people are humble people. I wonder what's going to take place in the spirit realm when we all get desperate for him. Think about that. I wonder what's going to really take place. What do you want him to do? Go back on the cross? Listen, you got to get this in your mind. Peter watched him feed the 5,000. Peter watched him cast out devils. Peter watched him raise him from the dead. Peter denied him three times. You don't get all big and high and mighty and act like you ain't able to fall. Listen, we're humans. And let me tell you, we're apt to mess. If there's any chance, we're apt to do it. We are liable to mess up. But that's why we've got to stay thirsty. Man, I, I'm going to close. I, I wish I could jump into this, but I want I love Paul. Paul's one of my favorite people in the New Testament. Paul, we quote that scripture and he said, I die daily. Y'all remember hearing that? He died, he died daily. And we all say, oh yeah, that's how he prayed. You don't understand what it is. Do you remember me talking about, let me tell you something. If you'll get thirsty so bad, do you remember that? 20% of your body lost, they said, you're dead. How many say amen to that? Who was dying? His spirit man or his flesh man? Who was he thirsting to death? The spirit man or the flesh man? We love to talk about baptism and the old man going under and the new man coming up. We love to talk about the old man's dead and the new man. But there ain't nobody killing this dude no more. This dude's living well. He does what he wants, watches what he wants. We watch crazy stuff on TV and wonder why we're not spiritual. We listen to stuff. We got stuff in our cars. We ain't got no business. If it ain't promoting Jesus, get it out of your car. 
I couldn't believe, guys, and I say this, and I pray for Prince, and I pray that he's, he made things right with the Lord, but I sat there in shock. Christians, oh, I listened to his music. It's wonderful music. Blah, 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 blah. And I told him, I said, he was, that was drugs. 57-year-old men don't die and fall over in the elevator, and now they're coming out. He's paying medication. He's drugged. Let me tell you something. Why are we so deceived? You can't sow unto the flesh and reap of, of the Spirit. Let me, listen, there is biblical principle in play here. Whatever you sow, that you shall also reap. That is spiritually and that is physically. You can't sow to the flesh and reap of the spirit. Oh, you're just being critical. You evil person, you. You're just judging people. How many's ever been said, told you, is judging people? This guy. Judgmental spirit. Well, let me tell you something. Y'all look at me now and say, no, you're totally wrong. Because a judge has the authority to pass sentence. I can't pass sentence on nobody. All I'm doing is inspecting fruit. I see fruit. I know whether it's good or bad. I'm not calling anybody. But let me tell you what, if you're going out and you're shooting up and you're doing a drug addict, guess what? You're on drugs. Hello? Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. People ask me, if somebody checked my DNA, guess what? I'd be part chicken. That's a chicken graveyard. I can't deny it. How <laughs> many say amen? There ain't no do dodging it. I mean, it's like, it's like people coming up to you and say, does it bother you if anybody says you're fat? It's like, I am. <laughs> people get up and say, listen, we, white people trying to get brown, brown people trying to get white, we're the craziest bunch of people ever was that lived on the face of this earth right now. We spend billions of dollars going to get spray tanned, microwaved, and everything else. Come on, help me preach. It's the truth. There ain't nothing wrong with being fit. Listen, if you don't take care of this body, you're gonna shorten your years. Amen? That's no doubt. If you, if you don't take care of this body, it's the way it is. Okay. Why do we get so held up with that? But when we talk about sin issues, it's like, oh, you're being critical. You're being judgmental. It is what it is, guys. It is what it is. Would you all come back to the music? I'm getting ready to close. I want to pray for you guys. I think the major thing is this. What's your thirst level? I mean, only you can answer that. I'm not judgmental. It's, what's, your, what's your thirst level? What is it? I mean, oh, nobody can gauge that. Don't think you're super spiritual because you speak in tongues. How many say amen? Don't think you're super spiritual because you fell out in spirit last week. Praise God for that. I thank God for that. But don't think you're super spiritual because that, that ain't what classifies you as super spiritual. How thirsty are you? You know, if the, if the Lord showed up right now, he knows all of us. And there ain't none of us here to judge one another. That's not what we're here to do. But he knows how thirsty we are. How many say amen? amen. Ain't no game playing here. I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot. I, I'm speaking to Bo Lee. I'm not, I'm not setting a bubble. Listen, Bo Lee's thirst level spiritually needs to come up. How many say amen? But if we're going to see a move of God in the mountains, it's going to be because people got thirsty. Amen. It's not because we shouted more. It's not because we have the best music. It's not because we got the greatest programs. It's not because you got people in your church. Numbers don't mean, guys, let me tell you something. Numbers don't mean success. So you got a house, house full of carnal people. Wow, that's a real big accomplishment. 
How many say amen? Yeah. How many of you running? Oh, man, I'm running 135, 200. Oh, praise God. How many of you got saved? Well, we ain't got nobody saved in four months. Praise God. But man, we're having church. Hallelujah. Such a move of God. How many say amen? I'm being honest. I evaluate everything that we do. I've told my church and they know it. I evaluate everything on souls. When we ain't seeing people get saved, I start saying, we're in trouble, we gotta pray. We gotta do something, we gotta move. It's all about souls, guys. We're not in this. This ain't here to look good. This ain't here to be progressive and show everybody that we're the church in town. That's not what we're here for. It's all about souls. That's what it's all about. It's all about souls. That's why we're, that's why we're doing what, that's why we're having revival. This says that, well, it's time for spring revival. We're gonna have, here for souls. It's all about souls. That's why it's all, everything we do should be motivated about leading people to Jesus. How many say amen? amen? So that is our focus and our attention. That's why in this modern day hour, I kind of wish we'd get back to a little bit of old school. But guys, I ain't ready to go back. I love the projector. Just bought a new one at our church. I love the words on the wall. Number one, because I don't see real good. If you notice why I take my Bible up there, I take my Bible up there to keep all you real, you know, card, real, Card toting Pentecostals. You know what I'm saying? You got the card, man. I'm Pentecostal, about third generation. See? I carry my Bible up there so it make you all feel better. I got all them, all my notes and stuff. They're blowed up about that big. I can't see that little words no more. Let me say amen. I'm being honest. I'm not talking about going back and trying to be traditional and saying, let's go back to wearing clothes. You, you girls got to wear skirts all the time. Let your hair go down here. Hello? I'm not talking about all that traditional stuff. I'm talking about old school living, right? I'm talking about old school caring about one another. I'm talking about old school getting in your prayer closet at home and being prayed up before you get to church. This ain't the, guys, this ain't the place to come get prayed up. This is a place, guys, that you join arms. And this is where you right here is where you say, we're getting ready to go battle out there. That's what this place is all about. This is not about, listen, praise God for being saved in here. Guys, there will be way more people, us leading to the Lord out there than we're ever seeing lead the Lord in church. Let me say amen. To say all that, I say this. We need to get thirsty. And when I say that, I mean spiritually thirsty. We need to come into church and our lips be smacking. We be dried up as far as the world. I don't want no more of this world. I don't want no more of the junk. I need a move of the Holy Ghost. I want to see cancer healed. How many say amen? Guys, I've seen the manifested blessings of God. I've seen demons cast out. I ain't seeing it right now. I can't do nothing. Jesus does the stuff. I've seen women that are barren have babies. We're the baby church. Listen, you want to have a baby? Come let that bunch at HWC pray for you. That's the babyest praying bunch I ever seen in my life. We had one time four ladies. Had, could not get pregnant. Four ladies pregnant at one time. We've had, listen, you think it's funny? We went to Cuba. We were in Cuba a year ago. A lady stood up in her late 30s, said, We've never, they said, I can't have a baby. She said, I've been to the doctor, can't have a baby. They said, I'm, I'm, I'm getting past my age. I'm not going to be able to have a baby. And I sat there and the Lord said, You going to pray for her or not? I said, Lord, I'm in Cuba, man. 
How many know what I'm talking about? I'm not trying to be super spiritual. I'm, I'm a human just like you. I'm not going, Lord, I got an interpreter. I got to go over and tell them what I'm going to tell them. They're going to look at me like they're all frog-eyed, like I'm crazy. He said, you go pray for that lady. I walked up there. I said, bring her over. I want to pray for her. They called her over there, and I talked to her through the interpreter. I said, within a year, you're going to have a baby. She's looking at me all wide-eyed like I thought. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to pray. I said, I'm telling you, God is going to move, and you're going to have a baby. Prayed for it. No Holy Ghost shout down. No cartwheels. No flips. We go back. This spring, I get a picture from the pastor. He said, you remember that lady you prayed for? Shows me that big bone. She's about to have that baby. Now, well, listen, don't you get bagging on me. I ain't got nothing. I've messed up since then. I've wanted to kill half a dozen people. Don't, don't be getting excited about me. Don't go getting all, oh, here's anointing. No, I ain't. I'm a human being. I'm fighting the devil just like you. Don't go getting like that. I'm telling you, our God wants to move for us. How many say amen? He wants to move, but are we going to get thirsty? They summon you all right here. Kid, I'm sure I was praying for you all today. You have the gift of faith. Let me tell you what, faith is a powerful tool. And a lot of times you don't feel, you're sitting back saying, well, I don't preach. I don't sing. But the Lord is waking you up in the middle of the night. He's dropping his word in his spirit. He's dropping names in your head. You're thinking, oh, what is this? Oh, bless them, Lord. Help them. You don't realize you're being called into intercessory prayer. Let me tell you what. It's the prayer warriors that's going to make this next move happen, guys. Listen, I can't preach unless you're praying for me. Listen, unless you're supporting your pastor and your pastor wife, they're going to fight this thing alone. They need people undergirding them in the spirit realm, holding them up, because I want to tell you the devil's playing for keeps. Some of y'all were sensing that before you got here tonight and you've been thirsty. You're saying stuff like this. I feel dry spiritually. You don't understand. A lot of us guys over the last 30, 40 years have been thirsty and we've let the enemy lie to us and say, oh yeah, you're in a dry season. When what it is, our spirit's saying, you're thirsting for more of him. Start seeking but we've listened to the enemy and we've run and hide. We'll say, oh, I'm dry. I can't do nothing. I, let me tell you what. It's the best time in the world to step out for God when you're thirsty. When you're thirsty is when things begin to happen. Take it up with Paul and Silas. Them boys got thirsty. They've been beaten. They's in prison. They had nothing to rejoice about. Everything was looking bleak but they was thirsty and they begin to praise him in the middle, man, I'm telling you, I preached last week, I'm telling you, your praise is a weapon. You don't realize how powerful it is. The next time the devil comes against you, you need to break out in some kind of war hoop right there and let him tell and say, let me tell you how good my Jesus is. Let me tell you how good the Lord is. Your praise is powerful. You read in Chronicles, they would lead out Israel into battle. The worshipers would go before him. You know why? Our praise is powerful. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.